Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And this week, we've got our best bets for week 15 in the NFL. And college football is back. The biggest slate of the year. Tons of football. And we're going to deep dive into this week's bowl games that your buddies, John, probably are not betting. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they're listening to the Daddy Sharps. Am I right? Oh, you're right. Let's hear about some of these bowls. I'm going to break down the Boca Raton Bowl, Ooh. the New Mexico Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, and the Bahamas Bowl. And then we're going to break down the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, the Ooh. Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and the Frisco Bowl. Luke, seriously, it's been a challenge breaking down these games with so many players opting out because they're entering the NFL draft at a transfer portal. It has been difficult for us handicappers. Yeah, yeah, it really has, hasn't it? You know, on one hand, we have the solid data and ratings, and you and I were talking about it earlier today and yesterday, but it is the same true, though, when you break it down, when you're dealing with, like, a third-string quarterback for BYU or, or four of the best pass catchers for the Bearcats not even playing? I, yeah, it's tough. Tough. They're throwing us a curveball for our episode, our milestone episode number 10, John. And we're going to throw it right back. We're going to hit it right out of the park, sir. We have got you covered. But first, though, let's go ahead and recap our best bets from last week. Kick it off, John. I'll go through this rather quickly, Luke, because it was not good. So I had Minnesota plus one at Detroit. Kirk Cousins has his best game of the season. And I was dead wrong here. The Detroit Lions look inspired. And they cover, beat my Detroit, or they beat my Vikings pretty handedly. And then Minnesota plus eight and a half. I double dipped on it and I teased it with Tennessee plus four and a half. Both teams playing for something, the playoffs and division crowns. They both choked. (laughs) So I did say Henry would feast in this game. He had over 100 yards in the first half. He was held to two yards in the second half. How does that even happen? Especially with that guy. I couldn't have been more wrong on that teaser. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not rubbing it in, but I did pretty well overall, uh, three and one on my best bets, and I and I say that only because usually it's the other way around. Usually you're the you're the man, you're the man here. Uh, <laughs> give me give me one week though. Hey, it started off with the Ravens plus three against the Steelers, but, but remember my whole breakdown was was pitting the two starting quarterbacks against each other. You know, Pickett and Huntley. Yes. And then what happened? They they both got injured and left the game. What the heck? What the second, heck? Second week in a row for the Ravens, that happens. Oh, God. Ravens, though, they held on. It was just like, hold on. It was a close <laughs> one. Close one. Finished less than a field goal. I think it was two points. Uh, covered and got the win. And then I picked the Bengals over the Browns in the revenge game. Bengals are looking really good right now. They easily covered the minus five and a half. I took them at minus six as well. And I won that. Oh, Luke. When it rains, it pours. I loved this bet when I made it. Dallas minus two and a half in the first half. Houston to cover plus 24 and a half. Nice little teaser. Very safe. Uh, I was wrong. Dallas tied in the first half, sir. And then I knew Houston was going to cover when that happened. We lose that bet. But Monday night football and good old Bill Belichick bails me out and I break through on the best bets. The New England Patriots cover the minus one and a half at Arizona. Kyler Murray goes down in that game, and Arizona looked very uninspired after that. Yeah, they sure did, didn't they? It was kind of a letdown. 
Uh, good pick there, though. Thank you for that one. Uh, Chargers Dolphins. I made the Chargers plus three my best bet. Chargers were playing like a team that wants to be in the playoffs. Their banged up defense never looked so good. Not only did they cover, they actually won that game by seven. Thank you very much. And now to my loser. So I teased the Eagles down to minus seven. Won that easily. But I teased yeah. it with the under 43 in the Chiefs Broncos game. Mahomes with the two picks. This is a reminder of how bad the Chiefs defense can be. <laughs> oh, they destroyed the under. Definitely we lost that one. Oh well. Hey. I also want to touch on the Army Navy game a little bit since we did break that down in last week's deep dive. We're not our best bets, but you know, it's it a pretty good game, John. What do you think? I, I liked it. It was a great game. After crunching the numbers and doing the research, we both loved Navy minus two and a half. The under 32 and a half. Huge thing there. We actually took the over on the 32 and a half and the under had been hitting for 16 years in a row. We both said it was time to end the streak. We both took the over. Daddy Sharps are right. It hit. They won. Then they hit the over. It was fantastic. It took overtime to get it, but we called it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's why the ticket says including overtime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we 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 definitely called that one. And I would take Navy two and a half uh, again and again. I, I think nine out of ten times they win that. I mean, I think Navy reverted, played down to this Army team a little bit. And, and it, you know, it felt like the difference in covering that two and a half was literally just a few inches away when Anton Hall Jr. fumbled at the goal line. I mean, oh. normally I'd say something snarky at this point because, yes. hey, spreads don't have feelings, right? But that kid, uh, he was just absolutely a, a complete wreck on the sideline after that. So, John, I, I I think you you also teased the game and came out a winner. So, so well done there. Yeah, I teased that game. And I'm with you on that. Like some of these kids will never play in the Super Bowl. That is their Super Bowl. And for that to happen to that poor kid, you just felt bad for him. Yeah, and there and this is a different student body as well. I mean, each one of those men on that field, these young men on the field, I should say, you know, when they graduate, they swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution and you and me and our, our right to do this podcast. So, yes, something yeah. special there. So it was a good game in the Navy-Army game. You can't win them all, Luke, but let's move on to our best bets for the NFL. And Luke... As soon as I saw this number come out, I immediately called you on the phone. We both couldn't believe it. Pittsburgh at Carolina, minus two. My best bet here, Carolina at home, minus two. Against Seattle, these guys hammered the run, wearing down Seattle's poor run defense. You were there in person. You saw it happening. Foreman, with that bruising running style, had half his yards in the fourth quarter as they were just protecting the lead. In Pittsburgh, we have quarterback issues, sir. We have some big quarterback issues. Pickett got his second concussion in eight weeks and uh, Tomlin came out this week in his press conference and said if Pickett's ready to go, he's going to play. Otherwise, we could see Mason Rudolph. They're going to leave Trubisky on the bench possibly. He's calling both these guys 2A and 2B. So Trubisky came in in that last game in relief and he threw three picks. So uh, we got some QB issues in Pittsburgh right now. In Carolina, we have a little bit of a wide receiver issue. DJ Moore, Carolina's leading wide receiver, is getting his ankle checked out. Go went in for an MRI. Currently labeled as questionable for this game. But here's what I really like about the matchup. The Carolina rush offense has been decent all year, ranked 13th in the NFL. The past three weeks, they have been stellar as they've been using a three-headed monster at running back with Hubbard the speed, Foreman the power, and then this rookie Blackshear. On the other side, the Pittsburgh rush defense, the steel curtain of the 70s, this vaunted defense, 
has been horrible the past three games. They're averaging 160 yards given up per game. That is ranked bottom three in the league right now. Carolina has won three of the last four, and they covered the spread six times in the last seven. I love this bet. I love the Panthers. They're playing for something. They went out. They're actually going to the playoffs. My best bet here, Carolina minus two at home. All right. All right. I love it. Hey, I'm going for a teaser right off the bat. And the first leg of my teaser is the Bills. Miami playing at the Bills. uh, Buffalo giving seven and a half at at home. This is going to be a cold, cold game for a South Florida team dealing with both injuries and dealing with tiny quarterback hands. What? (laughs) Temperature in the the 20s is going to feel like 15 degrees with the wind chill. Like the Dolphins' strength of schedule, I was looking at it again this week. It's it's kind of laughable. I I don't I can't I can't call them a good team. They, they, yeah, they went on a five great game win streak. Okay, but that was against the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the, the Browns, and the Texans. They've lost their last two games against good teams, the 49ers and Chargers. They're facing another good team. I'm going to tease the Bills down to one and a half with the Green Bay Packers, who are also giving seven. At home against the Rams. The Rams are 0-4 in their last four games in Green Bay. Talk about cold with the wind chill up at Lambeau. It's going to feel like minus four during this Sunday's game. Oh, Also, also, John, I didn't know if you knew this. Did you know this? Baker Mayfield apparently is is not a good quarterback. He's a great actor. Not good at all. He's a great actor, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt he's dreaming of marching into the hallowed ground of Lambeau Field and making his mark. But, you know, the Packers have his number, man. I don't know how he's going to do it with, you know, completing 58% of his passes this season, only seven touchdowns and six interceptions. My best bet here, I am teasing the Bills and the Packers. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'm going back to a team that broke my heart, and I'm going back to them. Dallas at Jacksonville. I like the total here, 48. My best bet here is under 48. Crazy, right? I'm going against two of the hottest over teams in the league right now. Both teams are on three-game over streaks. Now, before I got into this, I I said I have to look at these numbers. This seems a little crazy. Well, Dallas has had five home games in the last seven against some of the worst defenses in the league. Houston, Indy, the Giants, at Minnesota, at Green Bay. Chicago and Detroit Jags are the best defense they've played in the last seven games. When looking at points scored Jacksonville, on the other hand, has played three of the last four on the road against some of the top offenses at Tennessee, Detroit, Baltimore at Kansas city. Who's not going to hit the over in the games like that. Those are like the highest scoring teams there are. Now the script is flipped. The Jags get to play at home and Dallas is the visitor Different story here. Dallas on the road, 2-2-1 two and two and one on over-unders. 0-1 when the spread is bigger than 46. Or, I'm sorry, when the total is over than bigger than 46. Jacksonville, 4-1 and one to the under at home. 0-1 when the total is bigger than 46. So my best bet here, take the under 48. Yeah, not bad at all. And you know what? For my next pick, we're going to stay in Jacksonville. Get out. Yep, Cowboys given four on the spread here. I, I'm kicking myself a little, just a little bit, though, just a little bit for not buying this earlier in the week when it was five. It just turned to four today. I'm still taking the Jags plus four 
Uh, it just shows me that the line is moving in the direction I'm betting, which is usually a good sign that you're on the right side. And I also think that you could wait, actually, uh, for a game day. <laughs> this is the Cowboys. Wait for all that square money to start swinging <laughs> back in the Cowboys yes. and 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 buy that up again and, and, and buy the Jags. Buy it again. Uh, data is really good on plus four and plus five. I'm telling you some notes on the Jag- Jags here. Trevor Lawrence is getting better and better. We're seeing that 20 touchdowns, six interceptions on the season. He's up against a patchwork Dallas secondary this week at home. Now on defense, the Jags are 27th in total yards allowed. That's not very good, but they're 14th in rushing yards allowed. So if the Jags can shut down or slow down, at least the run Dak is going to need to throw the ball. What happens when Dak throws the ball? Good not things good. or bad things, John? Not not good things. Not great things. Mm-mm. He's going to need time also to throw the ball. And the Cowboys, you saw this last weekend, their starting right tackle just went on IR with a season-ending knee injury. Also, in the last three games, for every touchdown Dak has had, he has thrown two interceptions. Oh. And finally, the, the Jags kind of have to win this for any kind of chance to make the playoffs. Dallas, though... They're not going to win their division. Philadelphia is 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 locked and loaded there. Uh, so that means Dallas is kind of locked into this fifth seed spot in the wild card spot. I mean, look, they, they still have to win some games here down the stretch, but not a ton to play for if you're Dallas. My best bet is the Jags plus four, or again, wait for game day when that square money starts rolling back onto Dallas and get that higher number. Now, I also saw something else today, Luke. Uh, Michael Parsons was already throwing shade at Philadelphia. They play Philadelphia next week. Is this the classic trap game? Do we have a classic trap here? Yes. I actually read an article today about this is a classic trap game. So, yeah, I just, I for other reasons, I think uh, the Jags are rolling in the right direction toward the end of the season. And, and they do have to win. And Trevor Lawrence is looking better and better every day. He does game, look so, good. Yeah. He does look good. Well, I'm going to follow you here a little bit. You had a teaser. I'm going to come out with a little teaser here. I really like this. So at my book, now our books are are a little different right now. So I was able to get a better number. Uh, New England was plus one when I was able to get this. So I actually teased this up to plus seven and a half. New England plus seven and a half at the Raiders. Philly minus four and a half at Chicago. Now, I didn't get a typical minus the six points off the spread from Philly because that plus seven and a half on the Patriots was very expensive. (laughs) So I had to bring this, I had to bring the juice down a little bit, but we all know the Belichick record versus former assistants. We know what's going to happen here. So I'm not even going to go into that. So, but it was a factor in my decision after the big win on Monday night, the Pats decided to stay on the West coast, get ready for this game. No travel involved. I think they're actually practicing in Tucson. The Raiders are one in five against the spread when favored by less than a touchdown. The Pats are two and two in that spot. And they always cover as a favorite. And I'm telling you, you already saw it at your book. It looks like this number is slowly trending towards them being a favorite by kickoff. Some books had the Raiders as two points to open up. And now the money's flooding in on the Patriots. Injury on both sides of this game. Stud running backs are injured for for New England right now. But Harris was limited in practice. He hasn't played since Thanksgiving, so he could be back for this one. Me and you both gasped when we saw McCourty go down in that Monday night game. He didn't even go into concussion protocol. He's back this week. And the Raiders could have Renfro and Waller back in this one. With all that uncertainty, that's why I took the tease. Now, the Chicago-Philly game, uh, you know what my factor here was? 
We got wind. We got weather. It's going to be cold. 13 mile an hour winds there. And the wind chill is going to feel like nine degrees. I think Philly's going to easily overcome that. They're kind of a, a rushing team anyways. But Philly is two and one against the spread when it's a touchdown or greater. Last three games, the Eagles have outscored opponents by an average of 19 points. The Bears have been outscored by an average of 11 points. You'd never guess it by all the media coverage on Mr. Fields. But what you don't see is Fields having a winning press conference. This guy doesn't win. Speaking of wins, that is my favorite. What's my favorite stat here, Luke? Turnovers. Turnovers, baby. I love turnovers. The Eagles have a huge turnover differential over the Bears. And one of the biggest of the year. That's why I love this teaser. I'm doing New England plus seven and a half. Philly minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm agree with you on that. I'm on that with you. Those are good picks. Philadelphia's is gonna. I I don't. I think they're gonna sweep every game from here on up. Quite frankly, I almost wanted to bet the nine, but with that weather, I just wasn't sure. Right. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> right, right. But I'm with you. That nine too. I mean, it's scary, but yeah, I think that's probably right. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a, a game that you know we're, we're both a little uh, you know we're, we're I don't know if we disagree on it maybe we do uh, huge lying. game huge game Jets uh, and the Lions Lions at the Jets Jets favored by one pick them at sub books like like mine the over under in this game is forty four and a half I like the J E T S Jets 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 in this oh. one and and I'm making it a best bet John. Look, everyone's rallying around the Lions after winning their last five out of six games. I agree. They're playing some exciting football offensively. But they've only beaten one team in that time with a winning record, and that was Minnesota. Only one team with a winning record. Goff is is good against weak teams at home, and he's not good on the road. His QBR is 106 at home. It is 80 on the road, and now he's got to go to New York where it's just north of Philly, it's going to be nasty weather as well. And the Lions' defense is really, really bad. That is the other factor in this game. Just have big questions at quarterback this week. We all know that. Joe Flacco could get the start. We'll see. I don't think it matters. I really don't. The Jets' defense will frustrate Goff. They will win this game for the Jets. The Lions, check this out, they've scored just six against Dallas and they were shut out by the Patriots. Those are both top five defenses, and now they face another top six defense. The Jets are sixth best in the league. My best bet in this one, take the Jets minus one. Oh, I like it, sir. I like it. Nicely done. And that's so, going to do it for our NFL uh, best bet picks. We are on to, I think, the most exciting deep dive we've done in, in a while, John. It is our college bowl betting spree and you are going to kick us off i'm gonna kick us off sir and if anybody remembers the thanksgiving podcast luke had asked me some questions without practicing ahead of time so without letting me know i'm not gonna let him know and i'm gonna ask him some questions in this particular part are you ready for this i uh, know <laughs> oh no well first off we are going to the Duluth Trading Company Curable. Now, Luke, do you know where Duluth is? That's not the question. It's on. It's in Minnesota. It's right. on Lake Superior. Beautiful area. My question for you, sir: You go on vacation. Do you like going to the mountains or the beach? Oh, come on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. Well, I live in an area where you can do both in one day. Um, uh, I like the mountains. Gotta be honest. 
I knew you were going to say that for the winter time here. Yep. <laughs> so, so in this bowl, in the Duluth Trading Company Cure Bowl, we got my old friends, the Roadrunners, UTSA versus Troy. My best bet here, UTSA plus one and a half. Two teams that are very good against the spread, both four and one in the last five games, but they get it done very differently. UTSA is top 15 in the country in points scored. Troy, top 10 and fewest points allowed. UTSA has only been an underdog twice this year, and I don't think it's going to be last here. I think actually by kickoff, this game could swing where UTSA could be a favorite. So if you want this, buy it early. This game's on Friday. My data says that UTSA is actually going to win this game by two, and they have a 75% chance of covering plus one and a half. I'll take that all day. The key to this game for me, Luke, me and you were talking about this. I still don't know how it's mathematically possible. Frank Harris is coming back next week or next year. This is going to be his seventh season at UTSA. He had medical red shirts. He had a normal red shirt. Like, I don't even know how this happens. He's the face of the program. I guess you do that when you've been there six years already. He owns 34 school records. And get this. He could have gone to the NFL to transfer portal. He's a rushing quarterback. He's really good. The town took up money to pay him to stay. And he announced yesterday that he's staying. And I'm going to play in this bowl game. Uh, I think we live in a crazy world right now, sir. <laughs> what do you think? Does he have a degree? Does he have a like a master's degree too? Oh, it, it, it's probably going to be a doctorate at this point. <laughs> he does. I'll tell you one thing he does have. A doctorate of offense. <laughs> oh. And against top flight competition this year in Houston early in the year when they were ranked 25 in Texas, the University of Texas, big school. He had 66% completion rating and four touchdowns, only two interceptions in those two games. The moment wasn't too big for him. He's got to be like older than us. UTSA plus one and a half. I love this and I love him in the Duluth trading curable. You sold me. You sold me. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Seventh year. (laughs) All right. For my first bowl, I'm going international, man. International. I think it's probably the only international bowl game there is. The Bahamas Bowl. In in Nassau. That ain't a bad Al- place to be. One of your favorite teams, Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. Oh, giving, my boy. Giving 11 oh. to Miami of Ohio. The over-under in this one is 44 and a half. Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer will coach the Blazers. I always laugh when I hear Super Bowl winning quarterback before his yep. name. I know, but <laughs> anyways, he, he's the coach now. And, you know, the first stories when this happened uh, were that the players were pretty upset the school didn't hire the interim head coach at the time instead. But there are no reports since of any opt-outs for UAB. They, all the players are there and they're playing. So it looks nice. like maybe everyone's getting along just dandy, just fine, John. Yes. Including – including their star running back, Dwayne McBride, just named third-team AP All-American. And, John, you absolutely love this kid. I love this kid. I gave some stats out before, but I was looking up some stuff on this kid today. He actually led all of college football in rushing this year. Unbelievable. This guy. (laughs) He is the team. And wait till you see him. He's like, uh, when you guys watch this game, he's like a young... uh, God, I'm, I'm trying to say Foreman, but he kind of looks like a, a Derrick Henry. He just bowls people Ooh. over. He'll probably have 200 yards in the first half. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so, because I'll tell you why. Because for Miami, starting quarterback Brent Gabbert, he entered the portal uh, along with one of their starting offensive guards. 
an O lineman. And when you look at the at average point differential and their strength of schedule, Miami horrible. Blazers much much better team. So I am taking UAB to win and to cover minus eleven in the Bahamas Bowl. I am tailing Luke on that. I'm going with it. <laughs> nice pick, nice pick, sir. Uh, for the next bowl, I've got all the good name bowls. Are you yeah, ready you for do. this? How did that happen? I I have an eye for talent. I'm going to Los Angeles for the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl and round two of our secret question for Luke. I'm a little nervous about these because I'm I'm thinking because that was like okay, what was that question all about? Is this like a personality test of some kind? <laughs> well, where are we going with it this? Does, it does go into your personality a little bit here. So we got the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Who? Mm-hmm. Of all time, was your favorite late night talk show host? Uh, you know, and when I was younger, if I could stay up and watch, because sometimes, you know, you just like, uh, I, I would it, every time knocked it out of the park. Dave Letterman, correct answer, sir. Correct Thank answer. Thank you. <laughs> so, in this game, uh, this, this is a school in your backyard, my friend. So Fresno State it, it, wait, 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 versus it, it, Washington State. It, 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 real, no, I got to back up real fast. So, it, oh, it, give me. It, it, am I in a mountain with Dave Letterman? What's what's happening here? Yes, he's got the beard. He looks like a mountain man. <laughs> uh, where are you going with this? I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> You're growing a beard right now. You could get the Luth underwear. Be warm. <laughs> Maybe we should go to that game. Yes, I like it. So, so this game, you got a school right in your own backyard, there, Luke. Fresno State versus Washington State. My best bet here, Fresno State minus three and a half. And actually, I think this is going to be a gift. This is going to be one of the biggest mismatches on on Saturday, I think. Washington State is not the team we saw playing the Apple Cup against Washington a couple weeks ago. The top two middle linebackers opted out. They are so thin. The coach has a safety practicing as a backup linebacker in practice right now. They also had three wide receivers opt out. You know, only their first leading wide receiver, their second leading wide receiver, and their fourth leading wide receiver. And now we're on to the coaches. Both the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators are leaving the programs for new teams. One of them going to the mean green of North Texas, which I'll get to in a minute. But meanwhile, this is the Fresno State team that just won eight straight games and the Mountain West title against their rival in Boise State. They won it. They are led by an NFL-quality quarterback. Last three wins for the Bulldogs, double-digit victories. They are used to Pac-12 teams. They already played two of them this year. This is the third time they're going to play one. Uh, They played Oregon State and USC. They actually held USC to the under, which does not happen very often. So this is a a game, a best bet that I really like. I think it's going to be a mismatch. Fresno State minus three and a half. Wow, jumping ship from the Palouse. What's That's going on right. in Pullman? That's right. <laughs> hey, they cooged it. They, they cooged it. Co- yeah, they, they are cooging <laughs> it as we speak. New Mexico Bowl. Oh. You know, in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. High altitude. We've got the Mustangs of Southern Methodist University facing off against the Cougars from BYU. I got a question for you. Who would win that matchup? I was just thinking about that when I was writing uh, my notes down here. Uh, oh. Cougar Cougar versus a Mustang. Cougar, Cougar wins that, right? You would think so, but I heard Does... Mustangs have very sharp hooves on the front. Oh, yeah. What if they, they kick, they kick they can right? They kick you to death. Oh. Well, in this I'd case. I'd go with the Mustang. In this case, I am too. SMU minus four. 
The over-under in this game is 64 and a half. If you've seen SMU play, it's like no huddle, go, go, go. They just just rip off play after play after play. High-tempo offense, kind of fun to watch. Look, on paper, BYU is 33rd in college football in total yards per game. You know, it's pretty good. Uh, They are 95th on defense in terms of allowing yards per game. SMU is, they have the 12th best offense in terms of total yards per game. That's that that's that rush offense, man. It's just mm. go, go, go. Their yep. defense, though, is 14th worst in college football in the amount of yards they allow per game. So now let's go from paper to the real world. SMU's best wide receiver is opting out of this game. That's going to hurt him a, a whole lot. He's got an injury. He just doesn't want to play. For BYU, though, listen to this. Their starting quarterback is most likely out because of an injury. Uh, their backup oh, entered boy. the transfer portal. <laughs> oh boy! It could come down to third stringer Cade Fennigan, who in his college football career has attempted a total of twenty-eight passes. That's it. And, and they're getting two other guys ready just in case in this game. So the next two in line. So we're talking about the backups to the backup to the backup. <laughs> the two of them have. Zero game experience, no game experience at all. So that's why I'm leaning. I'm leaning SMU minus four here. I think I think they they cover that. I think they probably win the game, but I really like the under here, 64 and a half. How can a third string quarterback who and the backups to the backup to the backup, uh, they they can't produce like that? 64 and a half, take the under. That's no Frank Harris, sir. That is the opposite. That's no seven-year starter, my friend. No, it is not. <laughs> the next one, as soon as I saw the name of this bowl, I'm always interested whenever this bowl happens because it happens on the blue field. It's the only game that people remember sometimes on this first bowl Saturday because of the field and all the highlights. We're going to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Secret question for Mr. Luke here. Okay. Are you ready? What is the best way to eat a potato. Ooh, ooh, darn you. Yes. Darn you. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big baked potato fan. So uh, so I'm gonna I, I'm I'm sitting somewhere on a mountain with Dave Letterman and we're we're gonna have a potato meal. Um uh au gratin is pretty good that you're gonna mm. you know slit you're gonna kill me for answering at that. You know, that's the one with the cheese and stuff, and that's yeah, pretty, it's good. pretty good. I like uh, it. not not a big baked potato fan. Uh French fries, does that count? Or you know what I really like though? I think my favorite, you gotta get a good, a good roasted potato, man. So you, you gotta you gotta boil Those your potatoes good. down. You kind of got red ones. Yeah, do with the uh Irish you beat them up a little bit on the outside and and then you and then you put olive oil on them, you put them in the oven and and by beating them up like that, you, you uh, it gets a real crust on there and soft in the middle. You know, maybe mix up some. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of sauce you like. Some some ketchup and mayonnaise, or just this man knows his or, potatoes. You love your potatoes, dude, sir. My mouth is watering right now. I want <laughs> I want some roasted potatoes now. Uh, I like it. I like it. Well, in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, we have Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State University. San Jose State University minus three and a half. Uh, My best bet here, pass. Take your family out to dinner. Don't put money on this game. Go enjoy (laughs) some family time because we got lots of football to come. And here's why. San San Jose State is a defensive team. They're only allowing 
the 15th fewest points in the nation, 11th toughest defense against a run, which is how Eastern Michigan mainly moves the ball, with spreads less than a touchdown. San Jose's 3-1 and one against the spread. Sounds okay so far, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But these Eastern Michigan Eagles are very pesky, my friend. They're 7-1 and one against the spread as an underdog this year, 4-0 and oh when the spread is under a touchdown. The numbers, however, lean San Jose State. But the last three games, San Jose State hasn't shown up. They're one and two straight up. And this great defense, giving up 92 combined points in the last three games. In a case of what have you done for me lately, San Jose State has done absolutely nothing to earn my trust or my bet. And quite frankly, looking at the numbers, I don't trust Eastern Michigan either. My best bet here, go to Chili's with the fam. Tell them how much you love them. And then say, oh, by the way, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I have football to watch. I'll be in good the basement. Time, good time to get out a uh, potato recipe. Uh, I'm thinking. Exactly. You can get any kind of potato you want at Chili's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just in time to, to watch the Boca Raton Bowl in. Yeah, you guessed it. Boca Raton, Ooh. Florida. See what You see what they did there? Your names aren't nearly as good. You see what they did there? Yeah. <laughs> I do see what you did there. <laughs> we got the we got the Toledo Rockets. They are giving four and a half in this game to the Liberty Flames. The over-under in this is 54. So let's compare numbers a little bit in this game. Let's go yards per game real fast. Toledo averages 405 yards per game. Liberty averages 364 yards per game. Yards allowed per game. Toledo gives up 332 yards per game. Liberty gives up 344 <laughs> per game. Mm-hmm. Point, points per game. Toledo. Puts up 32 points per game. Liberty puts up 28 per game. And Hmm. now for the biggest discrepancy, turnover differential. That's my favorite. It's your favorite. That's why I put it in here, my friend. Liberty, differential minus one. Toledo, differential minus seven. Oh, boy. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So the Rockets just won the MAC championship. They their starting quarterback is back from injury. He played in that championship game. He's really good. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's good to go for this game. Liberty, <laughs> they they just lost their 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 coach to Auburn. Um, he left for Auburn. Oh. Uh, and they just lost their best defensive player to the transfer portal. Their linebacker, Ahmad Walker, was named to the second team all independent defense, and he's gone just like that. So like earlier this morning, I was thinking about you know going to the mountains with Dave Letterman and uh, and potatoes. I'm little just red kidding. ones. I'm just yeah, the little red ones. I'm just kidding because I didn't know the the uh, questions in advance. But <laughs> I was leaning uh, Toledo, and then I thought some more, and you know Liberty because they matched up so well against some pretty big teams this season, and our data, quite frankly, told me to. In the end, I am leaning now Liberty plus four and a half. I think they cover this. They might even win. Oh, I like it, sir. I like it. There you go. And now for my last bowl and my last secret question for Luke. And I'm I'm changing the question right now in my head. Right now in my head. So Omaha. Bowl, Omaha. Oh, oh, Omaha. Omaha. The Frisco Bowl features Boise State minus 10 and a half at North Texas. So what I'm going to change this to is North Texas is the mean green. That's their mascot. Luke, what is the best college mascot? Are we talking about Tulane's green wave? Is that your your answer? The green wave of cash? cash? 
Oh, no, no, no. Like I'm it. just saying. I, I, were, were you thinking about that? Is that what you were thinking? I, about? I, I didn't know if that's where you were going to go. I had a feeling because they paid you so well this year that that could have been <laughs> yours. <laughs> so in this in this game, so you're going with the Green Wave. Going with Green Wave. I love that name. I love that mascot. It's a wave, and he looks kind of mean. He's got boxing gloves. I I kind of do like that Western Kentucky mascot, that big red thing. Oh, the red you thing. That thing? Uh, yeah, I have. Weird. I have. I don't like, know. Uh, no one knows what that is. Looks like that character from McDonald's when we were kids growing up. Grimace. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> very, very crazy. But in this game, we got Boise State minus 10 and a half and the mean green of North Texas. Now, you guys know I do like North Texas a little bit, a little bit. Very offensive team, but they do it a little bit differently. They use the run to set up the pass and they pass on you real deep. So the quarterback for the Mean Green already said he's coming out for the draft at the end of the year, but he's not opting out. He's using this as an audition game against a very good defense in Boise State. Now, North Texas, a little shaky in the last three games, 0-3 against the spread, but I still like them to cover the 10.5. I think that's too much for a team that can actually score. The coach got fired, so they're replacing him with a defensive coordinator in this game. And the coach that's going to come in next year is actually nicknamed the Elf. He's a former wide receiver from Texas Tech, the current offensive coordinator for Washington State University, the game we highlighted later. This is where he's going. He's going to call the offense. We're going to bring the air raid to North Texas, my friend. The Elf. This game. I think this I think this defensive coordinator is going to want to show off a little bit. He may never get another chance to call a game. And they have all their players going. I'm sticking with Mean Green to cover the 10 and a half. Boise State's also a very good team. They got a good defense. They got a good offense. But I just think 10 and a half against a team this explosive is too hard to cover. So give me the Mean Green at plus 10 and a half. You even get the hook, my friend. The hook, take the hook too. I love yes. that. I love it. It's kind of screaming that this game will end in with ten points. Almost, <laughs> and, and, and you I, win. I, yeah, and I almost thought about doing the over on this, but I think Boise State's defense is—it's going to be too close. I can't do it. So I, I'm sticking with North Texas in the and the plus ten and a half in the Frisco Bowl. In the Frisco Bowl. Okay, we're, you we're know head- the original question. Yeah, what was the original question? This was just make it a bonus. So this the Frisco Bowl is in Frisco, Texas, which I forgot to mention. Thirty minutes from North Texas campus, so this is going to be a oh, home it's like game. a home game. Yeah, this is going to be a home game for North Texas. So the original question was a Texas game. Your your favorite Western movie, the best Western movie ever made. Man, how do you? How, oh, come on, man. That's. Th- Good, the bad, the ugly is a great one. It's a classic. That's a pretty good one, but that I, I, is the wrong answer. The correct answer is Tombstone. Oh, <laughs> now take me to Fenway Park, sir. Take me. I will. It's my wife's favorite movie, by the way. <laughs> I am going to take you to Fenway Park in Boston for the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. It's not mm. the green stuff on your sushi. It's actually a company. I had to look it up. Oh, I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> it's a sponsor. We've got the Cincinnati Bearcats playing the Louisville Cardinals. Cardinals given one and a half in this game. The over-under is 40. This game is the craziest storyline of all the bowl games. Check this out. 
The head coach, Scott Satterfield, in this game, he, he coached the Cardinals throughout the entire 2022 season. Then he left Louisville to become the coach of Cincinnati, the Bearcats. That but that move, that move was made before this bowl game was even announced, John. Isn't who, that crazy? Who, who, what sick individual decided to make this happen? <laughs> I know. I, I got to think some alum somewhere. This is like, you know, this is just they were in charge of who gets what. And yeah, they set it up. This is going to be awesome. So now he's going to face his old team with a with a new team that moves to the Big 12 next season. I'm sure that's why he went to Cincinnati, because they're moving on to the Big 12. But what I, I'll be honest, what I didn't know was was that these teams are old rivals from way back in the AAC. I, I knew they, they were both in that game, but I didn't know that they used to play for a trophy called the keg of nails. How awesome is that? The keg of nails. You will go, if you're listening to this, you will go and you will Google that if right now or right after this podcast, and it is awesome. Louisville owns it because they were the, they won the last game in the rivalry, but Cincinnati leads the series 30, 22, and 1. Now, you probably noticed that I haven't even touched on the data in this game yet because I, I can't. I just can't. How can you touch on data with so many key opt-outs in this game? These opt-outs are killing some of these bowl games. Louisville, for them, several players have opted out, including their starting quarterback. For the Bearcats, their starting quarterback. And four of their five best pass catchers have all opted out. So this game is going to come down to three words for me. And those are rain, wind, and defense. Mm. All three are going to play a major role in this game. And all three point me to the under here, which has been going down steadily. So it's going in the right direction. You might want to get it now while you can. I got to lean to the under 40 in this game. I got one question, Luke. Will the keg of nails be at this game? Did they get to play for the keg of nails? I hope so. They should. Why not? You've got to bring that back. I don't care if it's a bowl game. Yes. Keg of nails, man. And it is exactly what you think it is. It is a keg and it is full of nails. It sounds heavy. It looks heavy. I only saw (laughs) Lyman picking it up. All right. It's that time. Let's recap these best bets. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State University. We're going to pass on this game. Take the family out to dinner. You got lots of football left the rest of the week. This game's on Tuesday. You got better things to do. Duluth Trading Company Cure Bowl, my best bet here, going with the Roadrunners, plus one and a half. Get it soon. I think the Roadrunners could be favorites by kickoff. That's Friday night. Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, Fresno State versus Washington State. Well, Washington State in air quotes. Lots of opt-outs. Take Fresno State, minus three and a half. And that Frisco Bowl. I love North Texas mean green in a de facto home game. Give me North Texas plus ten and a half. I love all those picks. I'm on the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I just talked about it. Cincinnati and Louisville. Too many opt-outs here. I'm leaning toward the under 40 in this game. Boca Raton Bowl, Toledo versus Liberty. Leaning Liberty in this one, plus four and a half to cover. They could win this one, but I I think they definitely cover. On to the New Mexico Bowl, SMU against BYU. We agreed that a Cougar might kill a Mustang, but a Mustang has sharp hooves and could kick a Cougar. And if it lands, and I think this game it will. Is that right? 
Is that right? It, it could go either way. But I like the data. You tell me, sir. The data says it's the data has sharp hooves this week. I yes. like I, I'm leaning SMU minus four is where it is right now. I'm definitely betting the under 64 and a half in this game. And then the Bahamas Bowl. UAB against Miami, Ohio. I am 150% on UAB minus 11. On to the NFL, John. Oh, my favorite bet this week. Pittsburgh at Carolina minus two. Best bet, Carolina playing for something minus two at home. Uh, Dallas at Jacksonville. I actually like the best bet here under 48. And then my teaser, New England Patriots plus seven and a half teased with Philadelphia minus four and a half in the cold and wind. That's right. And I'm going with a teaser as well. I'm teasing the, the Bills at seven and a half down to one and a half with the Packers, who are minus seven right now. Tease them down to one. Uh, Bills playing the Dolphins. I, I just think they're going to smoke the Dolphins. I really do. And the Packers at the Rams. Rams have given up, and Baker Mayfield is not good. Mm-hmm. Cowboys at Jaguars. I'm going with the Jags plus four in this one. And then Lions at Jets. Pick them in some books. Jets minus one, favored by one. It could swing the other way before kickoff. I like the Jets in this one, minus one. All right, Johns. That is going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means because, you know, the bets that we share are based on our own research and we don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook. Then give us a follow, Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But first, John, who's your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.